0: Welcome to Unleashing Your Brave, daring women to lead an authentic life. Hi, I'm Ellie Bell, life coach, wife, mum, and recovering control freak and rule follower. Join me as we break free from external validation, learn to trust our decisions, and become the women we are meant to be. Get ready to unleash your brave and live an authentic life. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Unleashing Your Brave. In fact, it's the first ever episode, episode one. And I thought today it would be helpful to just share a little bit about how I got here, my journey, and just so that I can introduce myself to you a bit more. I really believe that the experiences that I've had will hopefully encourage other people to look back on theirs and reflect, but also to know that they're not on their own in this We are all on a journey. We are all learning about ourselves. And actually, just being able to know that you're not on your own in this, for me, has certainly helped. And I hope that by sharing my story with you guys, that's going to help as well. So one caveat, this is a journey. I am still learning. I'm very much on my journey. And I'm excited to do that. I've come a long way from where I was in my early 20s, if I think back to sort of probably my lowest point to where I am now, but there are still places for me to go and there are still opportunities for me to explore. So through this podcast I'm hoping that that's going to allow me to do a bit of that and to share what I learn along the way and encourage others to share what they're learning with us as well. So today I thought I'd kind of cover the basics of what what is Unleashing Your Brave? What does that actually mean? I thought it would be a really good place to start, you know, as as we like to say start at the very beginning and this is the this is where I guess I share a bit of my story as to how I've got here but I want you to be able to hear it from a place of understanding that this just because this is my story doesn't mean that there aren't lessons for other people to learn or learnings that you can take away from it and at the end of the episode I will be sharing a way for you to take a first step because that's all it takes to start making changes just have that one first step. So, what do I mean by unleashing my brave, unleashing your brave? Well, to me, it's about being okay with who you are and being able to show up as that person in all situations. Not having any fear of judgment, not worrying about what other people are going to think. And as I said, this is still very much a work in progress. Some days I absolutely nail it and I have no worries about what people think of me. And other days, I am full of imposter syndrome, self-doubt and worry about... What people think? Have I got it right? Have I got it wrong? And you know, full full disclosure here: putting this podcast out, recording on my own feels deeply um, uncomfortable. It feels quite open. It feels quite bare. And I have to say, that's a big deal for me. So I'm trying really hard to put my big girl pants on. I have talked about recording this podcast for at least six months. I have discussed what I should be talking about for about three months. I have certainly had plans to record it for weeks, but today I'm doing it. I'm actually putting my headphones on, got my mic set up, got some words in front of me to remind me of what I want to talk about, and hopefully you'll be listening to it and enjoying the connection, and, and hopefully we can learn some things together. So to start off, I thought it would be useful just to share a bit about my journey. As I mentioned, my early 20s, that was probably when I had the least idea of who I was. And if I look back at th- those times during my late teens, early 20s, university was an interesting time. It was something I had a huge he- expectation about what it should be, about what I would be learning, the people I would be meeting and, and all of these experiences. And to be perfectly honest, I definitely struggled with it. My degree was slightly different in as much as I did one year so I did my first year with all of the other first years and then went off and did a placement year so when I came back for my second year all of the people I'd started with were in their third and final year so it was a very different energy for them to what it was for, for me so I kind of almost had two first years I had to come back and make a whole load of new friends and actually I was incredibly lucky that during that um second first year so when I came back after placement I actually did have the opportunity to make some incredibly good friends who I'm still close to now so in that respect always looking back at things as a positive that that was a real positive about that particular journey. My placement year was a different was an, an interesting one again I'd gone back back home so I'm from Northamptonshire in the UK is where I've lived for most of my life. I'm now over in New Zealand in Lincoln which is a little town outside of Christchurch but uh, on to that later <laughs> how, how did I end up here? I hear you all ask. So I went back home and I was living at home. I was back into that whole sort of living at home but kind of working but kind of doing university study. It was all it was all an interesting time and honestly I just didn't know where I fitted in. I didn't fit in with my school friends. They'd all gone off and were all over the country doing their thing. And I just didn't really I didn't really know where I fitted in. And and that was definitely, if I look back, a real sense of what my twenties was like. Wherever I was It always felt like I wasn't wearing the right skin, if that makes any sort of sense. It just didn't, it didn't really, yeah, I just didn't know how to relax, I suppose. I never felt relaxed in who I was. I was always trying to work out who I should be. What did I need to be in this particular position? And don't get me wrong, I had some great times. I had lots of fabulous friends, did lots of cool stuff. But there was always this underlying sense of discomfort with who I was. Um, And I'm not sure I necessarily portrayed myself in the way that was necessarily very authentic. It was more about what did other people expect? What did they require of me rather than necessarily what I wanted myself and desperately trying to fit in in spaces where, quite simply looking back, I was never going to fit in. I was definitely square peg, round hole, but I gave it a good shot. And (laughs) I can safely say that led to probably more more nights of drinking than is probably healthy looking back and there was certainly a lot of learnings from that time but it got to a stage where I realized that this wasn't going to change unless I did something about it and it certainly wasn't until my late 20s early 30s that I started to just have a little bit of a look around about what else could be why you know why didn't I feel like this why why did I feel like this why didn't I feel like I fitted in anywhere and it was through that that having you know brave conversations with people just sort of opening up a little bit. I'd done a really good job of closing myself off to pretty much everybody. that people saw what I wanted them to see. They didn't see the the true me, and that's definitely something that I've been learning to uncover and share with more people. and it's still difficult. still now, my my natural incline is to shut down, to withdraw, to deal with things. You know, my, my catchphrase would be, I'm perfectly capable of dealing with anything. I'm absolutely fine. And actually, it's been the journey that's allowed me to reach out, ask for help, allow myself to be helped when people have offered. That has probably been one of the biggest changes if I look back to who I was then and who I am now. So my 30s came along. I hit a real low point. That was sort of probably the the, the second real low, of so early 20s and then early 30s. And I remember I was commuting into a job in London from Northampton. So I was getting up at 5.30 every morning, getting on the 6.15 train from Wellingborough station into London, St Pancras, getting the tube down to Vauxhall, um, walking to work, doing the day of work, getting back on the tube, back on the train, home by 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night, I'd go to bed, get up, rinse and repeat. And in that, you know, making some friends that were helpful in as much as they, I hung out with them at the time, not so helpful in as much as all of that hanging out involved um, vast quantities of of Sauvignon Blanc, if I'm completely honest. So looking back, it was definitely, I was definitely on a route that didn't feel very good. And I remember just getting into the, sitting on the train one morning and just thinking, geez, is this it? Is this is this my life? Just no sleep, always feeling a bit crap, not feeling like I'm showing up properly anywhere, an amazing job that I didn't really feel like I was doing as well as I could have done. And is this what I want to do? And it took a real moment of soul searching. It took a a lot of time to be honest with myself that it it wasn't where I wanted to be. And I was lucky enough that I sort of mentioned it to mum. And my mum's amazing. She's one of my biggest fans, I'm one of her biggest fans. She's an incredible, incredible woman. But one of her phrases is always, I don't do deep. So we don't have deep and meaningful conversations. But on this occasion I did say that I just felt a bit lost. I didn't really know what was going on. Didn't feel very happy. And to her credit, she said, Well, this probably isn't my area of expertise, but actually I've got a really good friend who might be a good person to talk to. And she put me in touch with a friend of hers who is one of the one of those souls that you meet in life and just go oh, thank goodness you were put on this earth to walk amongst us mere mortals because you are truly, truly special and amazing. And she helped me. She helped me massively. She did crystal healing on me. She allowed me a space to talk, to start unpacking some of those things that I'd pushed down and and not dealt with from my late teens and early 20s. And I slowly, very slowly, started to realise that perhaps there was more to me than just this two-dimensional person that I'd kind of become and perhaps I was a bit deeper and there was a bit more and and perhaps if I explored it I might learn a bit and I guess it ignited that love of learning which I think I always had but I never really knew what to do with it. If I think back to school I always did the bare minimum, I got by, It 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 was simple as that really but this love of learning, this love of knowledge and what else is out there, it really that really started in in my early 30s. And I can say that's not going anywhere much to uh, my husband's, I'll say, delight. Um, he knows that I'm even just watching a movie. I want to know everything. Where was it filmed? How was it created? Who are the actors? What have they done? Where have they been? There's much information. I just love that. That thirst for knowledge just, just doesn't go away. So I started doing a crystal healing course. I started really tapping into that sort of more spiritual side of me, I suppose. And it was something that I'd never really thought about. I'd always been a little bit probably dismissive. But it really, like that really ignited it. I got really interested starting to, there was an amazing place in London and I can't remember what it was called, but it was an old church and they used to have amazing speakers, spiritual speakers, sort of at least monthly, if not more regularly than that. And I used to go along there and just heard some incredible people speaking and that just made me realise that they're so there's so many ways of looking at life that you don't have to do it the way you've always done it there's different ways and you can try things and that might work but then something else might work on a different day and it's okay that's all all possible so I just carried on I carried on working and living my life and commuting and doing all of the things and yeah just slowly started to piece together a little bit more about who I was and what I stood for and slowly started to like myself a little bit more and then in 2013 the opportunity came for me to um come to New Zealand now this was something that if I think back had been at the back of my mind it would sort of come forward and I'd be like oh, I'd love to live overseas it'd be so cool it'd be amazing and they'd be like nope way too scary not doing that push that down don't think about it and it would go away and then it would pop up another sort of six months later and I might you know, Google flats in Sydney or jobs in Auckland or things like that and then I push it away again and oh no far scary and this went on and on probably for about 10 years so um, a little note if you're getting those thoughts probably follow them up because they're a big indicator that you perhaps you know might want to do something so I did that and I got an opportunity to come work in New Zealand on the Cricket World Cup and it was amazing and I still look back on it now and cannot believe that Within a month of being interviewed for the role, I had got rid of my flat in London. I had actually, no, that's not true. I hadn't got rid of my flat in London. I left my flat in London and then my parents, and my sister, very, very kindly packed it all up for me. So I still do kind of owe them for that. And I ended up living in Wellington, lived in Wellington for six years, just flew over knowing nobody. I look back on it now and just think, my goodness, that was completely nuts. What, you know, what, what, what were you doing? But it was the best thing I could have ever done. Being over here has just been, it was kind of that final piece in the puzzle in terms of really learning who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in the world. And again, that hasn't always been easy. It hasn't always been, um, yeah, it hasn't been easy. But there, on the whole, it's exactly where I should be. There's a deep sense of calm within my soul, knowing that where I am now is absolutely where I'm meant to be. And I always remember a friend of mine saying before we left and, you know, eternally single. I never never had boyfriends that lasted any longer than sort of two or three months. I was just an absolute disaster zone in that space. And I remember chatting with a friend of mine from school and she said, Oh, you do realise you're going to go to New Zealand and meet the man of your dreams, tall dark counts from Kiwi and never come home. And I was like, don't be so ridiculous. Of course that's not going to be happening. I haven't met anyone in the last thirty-five years. It's hardly going to happen now. Completely convinced. And actually that is what happened. I met my amazing husband Matt through um, a mutual friend and it was funny it was the two weeks almost to the day after I said to myself right that's it I'm coming off dating apps I'm not trying I'm just not trying anymore I'm done with this whole trying to find a partner sort of thing so I um, decided I wasn't going to meet anybody I was going to finish my job in New Zealand I was going to have a great time and then I was going to go back to England and it was all going to sort out and then I met Matt (laughs) two weeks later and you know eight ten months later I got a visa because i realized that i quite liked him and i perhaps ought to um stay and see what happens thinking of course so if he had dumped me then i'd be in the first flight out of there but he didn't and we're still together now we have two amazing daughters and we now live in christchurch down in the south island and it's an incredibly special place but through all of this there has been this constant need to learn more about myself this constant need to surround myself with people who are willing to do that work as well, who are willing to explore and willing to understand and I still have a lot of work to do and I have to remind myself that actually I'm okay, I'm okay as I am, it's okay to be scared sometimes, it's okay to worry that you don't fit in and all of those things. I think the big difference now is that having taken the time to get to know myself, I like myself more, I have a bit more understanding of why certain things will trigger me to respond in certain ways, and when that happens, to be able to actually work through it as well. So it's definitely it's definitely still a long road ahead of me in the work that I'm doing. But in terms of unleashing your brave and what that means to me, it's doing this. It's actually being able to speak about my story, my truth, share it with others and hope that it's vaguely interesting and helps other people learn a little bit and at the same time, to be able to help others to do the same, that's really important to me. I know that part of my reason for being on this planet is to help others learn more about themselves, and I hope that I can help people do that by by sharing a little bit about what I know and what I'm learning, what I believe, and allow you to share what you know and what you believe. And if there's ever a space to share that, then, then this is it, because I truly believe that we have to practice talking about what we know we have to practice sharing what we believe in order for us to become stronger more powerful and to be able to do it in situations where it might be slightly harder I I want you to feel comfortable in your own skin I want you to be able to speak on something that really matters to you with the confidence that actually whatever other people think that's not important as long as you are true to you that's that's the only thing that really matters and it takes time to be able to believe that because we are so conditioned by society, by the world, by our the way we're brought up, our beliefs, all of those things that other people are more important, other people's happiness, comfort, all of those things are more important. And so therefore, it's much better if you just stay quiet and don't rock the boat. Well, we're at a critical time in history where... We need to be rocking the boat a little bit because you know what? The boat as it is, is not okay. It's not okay. We've got to change it. We've got to be willing to stand up and question and challenge and do things differently. But that starts with us having to know ourselves properly and having to understand what is really us? What is is it that we really think? How many times have you thought about a response that you've given to somebody and then thought about it and been like, that's not even what I believe that's kind of I'm pretty sure that's what my mother said or my grandmother or a teacher we just allow ourselves to go through life just you know not questioning any of these things and that's what I would like you to do I'd like to you to question question what you believe to be true question what you read question everything it doesn't mean any of it's wrong it just means that you're looking at it through a fresh perspective and fresh lenses that is going to allow you to make your own decision and not just be led down a path that Of least resistance. So I said that there was one thing that you could do that I would share with you that you would, you know, take that first step in unleashing your brave. Well, follow me on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. Although you totally can follow me on Instagram at Ellie Bell Coaching or at Authentic Self Leadership. Both the links will be in the show notes. But actually, the one thing that you can do to feel just a bit more connected to you to start that journey of being able to confidently stand in who you are is put a timer on your phone or if you've got a stopwatch or an iPad or whatever it is that you use to tell time or hold time for two minutes just two minutes that's all we're asking everybody's got two minutes spare and what I'd like you to do in that two minutes is write down all of the things that you like about yourself yep it will be uncomfortable yep it will feel a little bit like you're showing off yep it will feel hard but it's important. Because if you can't identify those things that you like about yourself, it's really, really hard to put those out into the world. It's really hard to build that sense of self if all you think about are negatives. So that is the one thing to do today. You can write down a list of all of the things you like yourself. And if you feel really brave, feel free to sharing it. You know, send it to me. I'd love to see what you like about yourself. It's a really cool exercise and it can be something as silly as I really like my ankles. I've got a great pair of ankles. Thank you, mother. They're from her. So that's my first episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I would love to hear any feedback, any comments. Please share with anyone you think might benefit. And next week, we're going to start talking about what self-authenticity actually means. Like, what does that mean to us? And how can we go about finding it? So once again, thank you for listening. And I really look forward to hearing you next week. Well, not hearing you, actually hopefully you look forward to hearing me next week that's more of the way i should finish anyway as you can tell still a work in progress still practicing still getting it wrong but still smiling see you next week bye bye thanks for listening to unleashing your brave subscribe rate and review and please share this with anyone you think may benefit feel free to reach out to me by email or dm me on instagram it's time to unleash your brave and live authentically.